five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Future Echoes. I'm JD, and this is the podcast where I dig up great music from the past that you may have missed or just forgotten about, while at the same time sharing new music that you should not miss, helping you discover what's new so you aren't so damn lame. I mean, seriously, like, stop being so lame. Like, when you walk down the street, people, like, point, and they they scream at you, and they go, why are you so damn lame? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so damn lame. I just can't find new music. And they're like, well, you need to find new music, and you should listen to Future Echoes with J.D. because he'll share new music that you should be listening to. And then you'll be like, yeah, I should probably totally do that. That's the show. Welcome. Well, well, well. Welcome back, sort of. I mean, not really. This is not what it was before. It's something new. And I hope you like it. It's just me. It's just JD. Just your good old buddy JD. Um, I am uh, uh, going to try something new. Uh, we're going to see if it works out. We're going to see if you like it. Um, do we need to go into details about sort of uh, where the state of blind submissions stands? I don't know. High level recap. We got busy. <laughs> How's that? Is that good enough? Uh, no, I mean, honestly, it was it was a blast. We got 80 episodes into that bad boy. Had some absolutely incredible guests. Um, form some friendships out of it, actually. Um, and I'm sure we can talk about that, but if you listen to the show, then you know, uh, which ones I'm talking about. Um, it was a blast. And I will just say that we got busy. Uh, running a podcast is not easy. <laughs> this one I, is probably going to be a little bit easier, uh, because I am not going to be as highly organized or uh, attempting to be as highly organized as previously. Um, Honestly, it just, we started the podcast during the the pandemic, during COVID. Um, Everyone was home. No one was touring. It was actually fairly easy to get guests on the show. And we got uh, bigger guests than I I thought we were ever going to get. Everybody was bored. Everyone was at home. And it was something to do. So, uh once bands were able to get out and start touring again, it became a lot harder to book guests uh, because it's not just about like finding a guest that wants to be on the show. It's also finding overlapping times that work for everybody. And so where this is probably getting to be a boring explanation, um, I mean, that's kind of honestly, I think that's really kind of what happened. It, there's a lot of hours that kind of go into doing this. Uh, we sit down, we record the show, we do it on Zoom, we have the guests, we export for YouTube, we export for all of the uh, different podcast platforms. Um, Jeff would go home and for hours 
start to produce all of the tracks and go through and do the filters. And I mean, it would take hours every single uh, day after we recorded. And then we would have to upload it to YouTube. We'd cut out little segments and try to make it fun. Um, we had a lot of time on our hands, apparently, back <laughs> back uh, from like 2020 until about 2022. Um, I just realized like how much effort and time it actually took. It was a lot. Uh, and that's kind of what happened. We both, uh, you know, we're, we, we both work. The podcast was not our job. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, we were making millions uh, <laughs> with zero sponsors. <laughs> Honestly, it was just about sharing music, doing something fun, talking with some incredible guests. And um, that's kind of what I intend to do here. But seriously, so much more low budget. I am not like maybe I'll have a guest on every once in a while, but if it is, my goal is to just make it short, make it fun, have them share a couple of things. Um, I really want this to be more about sort of going back. Uh, future echoes is sort of, it kind of means like we're looking at music in the future and echoes of music from the past. So one thing that I've noticed, especially having kids is that uh, they're listening to a ton of nineties music. And you know what? They don't discover really bands and they don't discover albums. They discover songs and then they dig in. It's all about singles. Um, I've noticed that sort of with, with this new generation, it's, it's about the singles that they discover on TikTok or other places. Um, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of funny because one thing that I've noticed is, um, there's so many old samples, like samples from old songs, samples from music that I used to listen to. Um, and they don't realize they're samples. They think they're brand new music. Um, so really, I kind of want to dig back into like just all the amazing music that existed back in the 80s and the 90s and the aughts and share some of that stuff that you might have missed or just remind you how fucking great it was. Um, and sort of like we did with Blind Submissions kind of dig into new music you know i'm so tired of just hearing people say oh nobody's making any new music anymore no you stopped looking honestly you stopped looking for new music you wanted music that sounded exactly like everything you listened to in your heyday and when i say heyday i think everybody knows what i mean like everybody had a heyday of music between probably like 16 and 22 24 high school and college that's when you discovered everything. And that's what you probably still listen to today. I know I listen to a ton of stuff from the 90s. It's still my favorite. It's because that's my generation. It's not that the new generation isn't making anything good. It's just that <laughs> those were your those were your heyday tunes. Um, and it's hard to, to move on and give those up. But you know what? If you know where to look and uh, you know where to discover new music, there is some fucking great music out there these days. There are a lot of musicians that are doing things that are sort of pushing boundaries and uh, kind of like what happened in the nineties where they were combining lots of different genres into like to create new genres or to create new sub genres of things um, that's happening. It's just that, you know, you don't dig in and you look for it. So stop being lame. <laughs> As my intro says, um, I hope to help you discover new music. Um, and this isn't going to be just all heavy music, sort of like, you know, Blind Submissions was mostly all about metal. And, you know, it's still going to be that a little bit because that is what I love. 
Um, but I love all sorts of music. I really love DJ music and I love electronic and I love EDM and I love techno and I love industrial and I love indie. And I honestly, like <laughs> the list could go on. It'd probably be easy for me to say the music that I don't love more than uh, what I do. Um, so I really kind of just hope to expose you to some new music, remind you of great things from the past. Um, and we kind of just share in our love of music. So yes, there will be heavy and there will also not be heavy. You know, this is uh, this is my show. So it's going to be <laughs> my taste. Ah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, let's dig in. So I saw in the news, there was some air quotes around those the other day, the other day that ministry is calling it quits. Apparently Al, uh, who, if you know, is, you know, the head person of the head person. That sounds so lame. Uh, <laughs> he's the founder and probably the only uh, sort of lasting member of ministry um, has decided that they're going to do one more album and then they're done. That is it. So they've put out 11 albums since 1981. Went on a hiatus just like everybody else does. Reformed in 2011. And they have revealed that Hopium for the Masses is going to be their last album. Uh, apparently, in the words of Al, <laughs> he said, just turned 65, took out all his piercings, took out uh, his dreads. He's 65 years old, which is crazy. Um, the fact that he's still making that that music um, and he's still so, just so angry. Come on, Al, why are you so angry? No, not really. I love ministry. Um, so new album is out on March 1st, which, uh, is going to be on nuclear blast. And then supposedly that's it. That's the last one. So I was going to actually share. So I have a funny ministry story. So when I was <laughs> probably 13 or 14, I don't remember how old I was, but I was, I had a, this buddy of mine, probably one of my best friends. Um, we were both, you know, skaters. That's how we met. Uh, we we're having a sleepover at his house. And then the next day we were going to get on the bus, head downtown and go skate all day long. Uh, probably up at the university of Utah, uh, because that campus was awesome. Go up to the top, skate all the way down, take the bus back up to the top, skate all the way down. Anyways, you don't need to know about all that. So, here I am laying on his floor. He's got these two old school speakers, you know, the ones that come in like the sort of the cabinet speakers that have the, the walnut wood and the, the, the front has like the, the weird, like scratchy screen on it. And then, you know, there's, you know, so many uh, actual speakers inside of the box. Um, he had a great stereo actually. And here I am. I am laying in, uh, with my head right next to the speaker at my pillow and my sleeping bag. My head is right next to the speaker. And all I hear is this. This is what woke me up that morning that we were going to go skating. Thank 
skater and this is what wakes you up one morning you'd never heard of before in your life my mind was blown like absolutely just blown i didn't even know what to think this is my new favorite band you know uh, i had been into industrial and i had been into like electronic music i was also a giant metal head and a punk head uh, so it was like every what the fuck is a punk head really a punk head <laughs> i was a punk i was all these things i was a skate punk i was a metal head you know i was uh, into the electronic stuff um and I heard this, and like I said, this was my new favorite band. I needed to have everything that they did. I needed to uh, really, like, <laughs> dig into ministry. So uh, I told my parents that Christmas that I wanted to uh, get ministry. Just get me ministry albums. Just get me anything. Okay? Like, I need as many as I can possibly get. So I... That Christmas, there's the uh, there's the present that you know is for anybody that is old enough to remember. It's probably about 14 inches long, about half an inch tall, and about eight inches wide. Um, this is how CDs were packaged back in the day. <laughs> Way too much waste material. Um, it was a CD. And CDs were a big deal. Okay, um, they were fairly expensive. Uh, we actually, <laughs> it was like early on after switching from tape. Uh, so the players were expensive to get. Anyways, I digress. Um, I got a ministry CD for Christmas. I go up to my room. I pop this thing in there. And this is what I hear. even well if you were uh, anything like me you can probably begin to imagine <laughs> what i was thinking at the time so you know i i skipped to another song to see oh maybe it's just a you know a, a bad connection um no yes the funny thing was I liked music like this at the time. I was a huge Depeche Mode fan. I listened to Erasure. I loved this stuff. Um, but when you're expecting to hear something like The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste, and you're expecting to hear something like Thieves, this is not it. <laughs> it was, uh, was a little disappointing. So, you know, I quickly learned that ministry has gone through many phases since they started. So what do I do? I, uh, I keep digging. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think I listened to that album more than once. Um, I probably would have liked it, like I said. Uh, it just, it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like one of those things where it's just like your expectations are met. <laughs> and it just doesn't, like something just doesn't work in your head. Um, yeah, it's so weird. It's the same way I feel about kiss. I tell you, um, that's a story for another day, but m my cousin growing up was the biggest kiss fan and man, I, uh, yeah. Anyways, 
Story for another day. So I keep digging, and what do I find? I run into Land of Rape and Honey. I mean, I got to buy that, right? Because, I mean, the, the, the name alone says this is not going to sound like a razor. Not like a razor. Like I said, I love the razor. This was not it. This sounded more like what I heard that morning. So, you know, dug in a little deeper. The song, Land of Rape and Honey, was actually quite incredible. This is what I was looking for, right? I found it. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and why? You're asking yourself, JD, why didn't you just go buy The Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste? I'll tell you why. Because it was sold out everywhere. <laughs> I needed ministry. And I needed that album, but I couldn't find it because it was sold out everywhere. Think about that. Ministry was sold out everywhere. <laughs> But I mean, this is also, you know, the days of when record stores would carry, you know, one or two uh, of these sort of, I don't want to say ministry was underground, but they definitely weren't popular at the time. Uh, even popular music, you know, you get stocked up for the holidays and you'd, you'd get like 10 or 20 uh, of whatever big artist, you know, maybe, maybe put some more in the back. But anyways, um, I am really going off on tangents, but if you listen to our previous podcast, you know that that is what we do. Um, so yes, I did eventually get the mind is a terrible thing to taste dug into, you know, in case you didn't feel like showing up, which was a great one, uh, which was actually a live one. So of course it was great. <laughs> and then, um, Psalm 69 came out, which was. Just one fix. That was another incredible song. Psalm 69 was a great one. But who remembers what was the what was the song off of the album Psalm 69? That had everybody losing their shit. I think this is this one actually for people that weren't sort of in the underground, quote unquote, um, you know, people that were watching uh, 90 minutes. Uh, what was that called? 120 minutes on MTV, watching things like that back back when MTV played videos. Remember that? Um, this was the one that, in my opinion, pushed. It was like the tipping point for ministry. 
Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world, so there was only one thing that I could do. It was ding-a-ding-dang, my dang-a-long-ling-long. I still get chills. This is just, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, the opening. Ding-a-ling-ding, my ding-a-long-ding-dong. Um, like, <laughs> this song, though, just, it was definitely one of those. If anybody remembers the video, I, I remember just, it was like cars crashing and trucks crashing and all kinds of just like mayhem. I mean, and you can you can picture it. Like, that is pretty much all you can put with that song. Um, it was incredible. Uh, you know, and then I'm going to be honest, like, uh, Phil pig came out a little bit later and I think, you know, they had maybe a couple of hits off of that one. Um, I have not honestly really listened to ministry since, um, Psalm 69. Um, I think I tried Phil pig. It was all right. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying I don't dislike ministry. I love ministry. And as you can tell, I've got so many memories and so many good memories um, and feelings. It's about ministry, especially, you know, I listen to early ministry and it like all comes floating back. So this is uh, what <laughs> I just take 20 minutes telling a story about ministry because ministry said that their last album or their next album is going to be their last. Yes, I did do that. Um, but Hey, hope you enjoyed the ride. Let's dig into some new music. So, yes. Uh, and when I say new music, I think I, I realize it's going to be different for everybody because what's new to somebody else, you know, somebody else discovered it two years ago, so it's not new to them. So I think maybe uh, just to sort of clarify for context, um, what I'm talking about is, you know, I love to dig into the underground. I love to go deep. I like to find stuff on Bandcamp, read, you know, all of the online blogs and magazines and things like that and you know try purposely to find stuff um that is sort of relatively undiscovered um outside of sort of you know those people that that's what their jobs are is to write blogs about the heavy underground um or the underground at all uh, so really, I kind of I'm looking at that middle, sort of like that middle ground of like you know maybe the people that don't dig quite as much, um, but love finding new music when they do. You know, it's not like they're kind of pushed back uh, and they don't just follow what they used to listen to. Um, so they're not necessarily uh, you know I only like the big bands that have been touring forever and I will only go pay to see them. Um, no, this is for you. This is for you, you middle ground people. <laughs> Anyways, um, I digress. Um, I saw the other day that uh, Blues Funeral, who, um, for those of you who may have been listening to the past podcast, and like really quick shout out. I'm going to probably make so many references to the last podcast, um, Blind Submissions. Um, if you're a listener, some of these might make sense. Uh, if you never listened, honestly, go back. It was great. It was so much fun. You know, it was a lot longer than, than what this is going to be. Um, but 
go back and listen to those. We honestly, we had some of the most incredible guests on and uh, it was so much fun. We had so much fun. I mean, some of those, some of those episodes, we laughed all the way through. Um, but anyways, I digress yet again. Jeez, seriously. Um, I saw Blue's Funeral, who uh, Chad Schickler was um, a guest on the last show. Um, and his label is Blue's Funeral. They put out some incredible music. Uh, so that is one to dig into. If you're actually looking for sort of sounds of the underground um, and you want to hear maybe, you know, what's going to come next, uh, then go check out Blue's Funeral. It is incredible. Um, I saw that they just signed and are putting out the next album for a band called Abrams, which is a band based out of Denver. Um, well, the Denver area, um, who I saw, God, I saw them at the caravan, you know, which is a dive bar that we've talked about in the past. Um, maybe a hundred people max. Uh, but anyways, they came through town, saw them at the caravan. Um, I think I posted a picture or a video or something on one of my buddies who, in Salt Lake commented, holy shit, I used to be in a band with those guys till T2 high. So T2, they were both named Taylor, uh, so they had to be T1 and T2. Anyways, um, <laughs> small world, right? Uh, especially in sort of like the 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 small venue touring throughout the, the West. Um, they were fucking incredible. I loved it. Like, And so I dug in, bought all their albums. I think this one... Sorry, I had to pause that there for a second. My cat was scratching to get out, and that was uh, what you were hearing in the background. Anyways, yes. So this next album that's going to come out on Blues Funeral, I believe, is their fifth full length. Um, they're f- they have four others. <laughs> if you if you don't know how to do math, <laughs> you dumbass JD. Um, anyways, Lust Love Loss, uh, I believe, was the first full length, and then they put out Mourning. Modern Ways, and then uh, back in late 2022, put out an album called In the Dark. Um, and this next one that's coming out on Blue's Funeral, I don't remember what the name of it is, um, but go follow them on Instagram. Follow both of those people on Instagram, Abrams and Blue's Funeral. Um, it's great. So I wanted to kind of just share some Abrams really quick um, because I think you will also fall in love with them. That was the song was called Modern Ways, and that was off of the Modern Ways album um, that they put out, I think, back in 2019, probably. Um, 
This next one is called In the Clouds uh, from their album In the Dark. And what I want you to do is listen carefully. I want to I want I want to I want to know what you're thinking when you're listening to this and going sounds a little bit like this sounds a little bit like this I'm really curious exactly why I love this song because to me this just reminds me of Jesus Christ Poe's era Soundgarden mixed with Torch like uh, you know it's very like a Steve Brooks style sort of guitar but Soundgarden-y um, and then like these sort of ethereal hovering vocals um, and then it gets back into the heavy. Like I, to me, this sounds so much like torch, or not so much. It's very torch influenced, is what I would say. So yes, that, my friends, is Abrams. Um, I really think you should dig in if you're like. I, I know there's sort of this a lot of people sort of stay away from heavier music and um, especially like metal because they're scared that the singer is going to be screaming all the time or snarling or yarling or whatever. Um, no. If you ever listen, like, <laughs> I keep saying, if you listen to the last podcast, um, yeah, I'm going to get so, you're going to get sick of hearing that. Um, you know, I hate the Yarl and I, I'm not a fan of black metal because I can't stand screaming. Vocals make it for me. And so usually most of the heavier bands that I like have a singer that can sing. Um, I don't mind screaming every once in a while or like the, 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 Arr! but for the most part, my heavy music needs to have a singer that can sing. And um, this is what I really love about Abrams is they're fucking incredible and they're heavy and they've just got some catchy riffs and some, um, I mean, they're hitting all the notes for me. So dig in, follow them on Instagram, um, follow blues funeral, go find out more about that new album, go to Bandcamp and buy their, all their old ones. Cause they are so great. So, uh, yes, <laughs> I am. I am on the Abrams train. Uh, anyways, um, that's it. Like uh, this is it. I, I don't know how long I've been talking, probably a long time because I've been rambling and did a really long intro, but this is kind of the gist of it. I would love to hear from you. Um, if you want me to dig into some, you know, prior, nineties, uh, eighties, aughts bands, um, that you just remembered, you know, maybe you were listening to a playlist and they popped on and they were like, holy shit, I forgot how much I love these guys. Uh, send those to me for the time being, just send them to blind sub 
at gmail.com. That's B-L-Y-N-D-S-U-B at gmail.com. Um, and honestly, let me send me bands that you're discovering so I can dig in. Like, I just want to be able to share amazing things. If you're a band that wants me to listen to you, uh, a band that wants me to listen to you, that sounded really weird. Maybe it wasn't. Um, send me your stuff. Like, you know, we're still on all the lists <laughs> from all of the, uh, uh, all of the agencies and, uh, PR, you know, so, um, I'm going to start digging into those again. Um, but send us your stuff. Really. I want to hear from the bands that are making the music, if at all possible. Um, and yeah, so blind sub with a Y, not the sub, the blind, blind sub at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope this show doesn't completely suck. Um, it probably will. It's been a while. I'm a little rusty. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And remember, don't be lame. Thank you for joining Future Echoes. Future Echoes is a subgenre of the Blind Submissions podcast hosted by Jeff Wilson and JD Norton. We hope you enjoyed today's show and we really look forward to seeing you around. Take care of yourselves.